Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We'd play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Football Sunday. Red Zone's up on the TV. There's not a lot of games in the first window today. It's strange. It's very, very strange. It wasn't Archie. It was Jackie Gleason from the, on the Honeymooners. Thank you so. I don't know. I didn't watch the Honeymooners, but I know that line. Thank you so much for Ar- the texture. Archie the- Bunker was the hello. Am I talking? Basically, <laughs> the, the racist one. You said a lot. Oh, of okay. So that's better. Yeah, yeah he said a lot of better. borderline racist stuff on there, and it was always seen as oh, that Archie. That's better though. I mean, how silly is he? Yeah. Oh, I'm wrong. There's a bunch of 10 a.m. games. Okay. I looked up at the screen and there was only four and I was like, what? That can't be right. Uh, there's usually like 900. Yeah, there's a lot. And they're all starting right now. So we'll keep you up to date on what's going on. Oh, yeah. Steelers Ravens this week. Ooh, that's a good matchup. We'll keep you up to date on all the stuff that's going on and uh, give you little jump ins if people are scoring touchdowns for your fantasy team. Hater Love, it's coming up at 1030. NFC West talk coming up next segment. But let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. And the reason I want to start with the Dallas Cowboys is because Rashad has some hot takes. Mm-hmm. He came in spitting some fire yeah. about the boys. Yeah, he did. And yeah. now he's talking in the third person. So I, uh, the floor is yours, <laughs> sir. Hey, man, listen. First off, Cowboy fans, I'm sorry. Why? I know this is tough for you guys. I know it's been tough for Why you guys. Why are you supporting the Cowboys? Because you know what? You're, some of your fans are irritating. Some of your fans are, are really good friends of mine. One being Joe Fisher right here behind the glass i have some other ones that you know i won't mention right now but i have a lot of friends and even some family members that are huge dallas cowboys fans it's hard it was hard not to be when you're growing up because they were they were everywhere they're america's team right they were the team that was on tv all the time you know seemingly winning all the games especially when we were if you're in your late 30s you're 39 you know 37 whatever the case is then you knew how important the Cowboys were to, like, your childhood. Even if you were a little older, so that means you were a teenager when they were really winning Super Bowls in the 90s, then 
man, you know how important this franchise really was to football. The Cowboys, y'all deserve better, man. Joe, I'm sorry, man, because this, like I said, this has to be tough. Jerry Jones. Lamar Jackson just threw a pick six, by the way. Yeah, I saw that, man. That's That can't be good, especially at the beginning of the game. No. At least you get it out of the way now and just, yeah. you know, kind of continue. But Jerry Jones just, he needs to, he needs to go away. I'm not saying anything morbid or anything, but he just he needs to not be in charge of anything as far as the Cowboys go any longer. I read some stuff today, and Joe, you kind of mentioned it, I think, in one of your updates, is that they're looking to move on from Zeke. Huh? What? Ezekiel Elliott is your issue? He's why you're not winning games. Okay. It couldn't be because you didn't pay your quarterback, and then he you know, basically lost his whole foot in a game, and then your or off, your whole offensive line that was just, we always just applauded this line and always said, man, you are, they are the greatest offensive line possibly ever, one of the greatest ever. They're like on their third, fourth string guys at this point. Practice squad guys are probably going to be suiting up soon to play offensive line for the Cowboys. You have Then Andy Dalton, Red Rifle, comes in last week, and he gets hurt. And now he's looking like Forrest Gump giving – uh, ice cream to Lieutenant Dan, and they're both in the uh, in the ward right now because they're both hurt, man. Now you you have nowhere to go. Name an owner that's that hands-on with his team and their team actually does well in any sport. I can name one. And that's who? Mark Cuban. I can name one. Okay. You know, and outside of that one, it's best to just stay in the background. A lot of owners are just kind of purse strings. Yeah. They're just the money, uh, and, and they're just in it for the money. And most of them don't even like basketball, football, baseball. More well, that's than likely. not true. Well, you know, you Paul, don't buy a team if you don't like the sport. No, I think I think you do because you like the money that the sport provides. <laughs> yeah, that's like, I can I cannot, you know, love basketball. Like, everybody knows Paul Allen just kind of liked the Blazers. His baby was the Seahawks. You know, he, he you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, he loved the Blazers. Obviously, that was his other team, but. You know his his thing that that he put all his heart and soul into was the Seattle Seahawks, you know. So you can own a sport and just kind of be like, ah, whatever, you know. We're still we're still kind of making money and it's it's all good. I think that's where Jerry Jones is. He wants to be too hands on. Man, Steinbrenner at a point couldn't be that hands on. They were terrible when he when once he got older and kind of start making worse and worse decisions. Al Davis, same thing, worse and worse decisions as he got older. Um, I'm trying to think of some NBA uh, owners that were just man in the way. And even now, Donald Don, Sterling. Donald Sterling. You I mean, know but that was, was more because he was a bad person. James versus, Dolan. James Dolan is just that's a great example. He's in the way, like too many decisions. You're trying to make all these Dan decisions. Dan Snyder for the Dan, Washington football man, team. Man, move back and let the people that know what they're doing make the decisions. Robert Kraft is the coach, or excuse me, the owner of the arguably the the most successful football franchise ever. Definitely the most successful over the past 20 years. How many times have you heard Robert Kraft step in and say, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're going to, I'm going to go out there. We're going to make a trade. We're going to, he doesn't. The one time you heard Robert Kraft say anything is when he stepped in and said, you're not trading Brady. You can let go of Ty Law, Willie McGinnis. You can let go of, man, uh, LeGarrette Blunt just breaks the record for wrestling touchdowns for a Patriot. You can let him go the next year. You're not letting go of Brady. That's the one thing we've ever heard from Robert Kraft as far as how you can run your team, Belichick. Belichick does his thing, they win. You look at all the franchises around that let their smart people do their thing, they win. I don't know what's going through Jerry Jones's brain to let him believe that this is still 1993 
1994, and he can still make those same decisions. But it's he's he's well past his prime. Me and Lynch talked about this. I'm a big wrestling nerd, Joe. You know this. Vince McMahon was a genius from 2000, or from excuse me, from 1983 until about 2004. Could do no wrong. Some hokey bad decisions in between there, but for the most part, it gave you Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, go go on from there. You know, every, man, he's. I watch it with my son now because I don't watch it anymore. But I, my son, you know, makes me watch it with him. Some and I'm like, what is this? Because every decision still goes through Vince McMahon. He still thinks wrestlers have to be six foot four and bodybuilders and this and that, but they can't move and they can't wrestle. But that should be the guy that everybody comes to see. No, things are different. The the players are different. The players are more empowered. These players are bigger, faster, stronger. Like, break out of this monotony that you've been in forever, Jerry Jones, and and let somebody else that's smart run the franchise. Like, Dallas and the Knicks are the two franchises that are too damn historic to be this bad. There's no way the Dallas think, Cowboys should be as bad as they've been over the past 10, 15 years. Well, it's a little bit harsh to compare them to the Knicks because the Knicks have been – like a dumpster fire for like 20 years though. Um, the Cowboys have made the playoffs. They've had good players. They've so they've, of the they, Knicks, the, the Knicks in the last 10. So years have been horrific. The Cowboys at least have had players and they've been, so it's a, it's a little bit unfair to me to compare those but they've two. been to the playoffs, but like, they what, are twice. They are good historic franchises with overbearing owners. One of them. I, I don't know if, if Jerry Jones is a bad owner. James Dolan is a terrible owner. I don't know how you feel about this, Joe. Like, with, you're a Cowboys fan. I mean, you you have to deal with Jerry Jones constantly. We just hear him when he goes into the media. But I mean, do you think Jerry Jones is a bad owner? Is he too handsy? Too um, hands on? I mean, you're. I agree with what you're saying. Is that he's not a bad owner. He's just a terrible general manager. And can't be both. Yeah, exactly. And he is clearly still stuck in the '90s and wants to be able to do things himself. He was sour that Jimmy Johnson got all the credit for being a good coach. So what does he try to do? Find guys that don't undermine him. Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy, Dean Spano, like all these guys that are going to basically go over him and say like, no, 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 this is my team. You know, let me make the decisions. And then he just, he's stuck in this whole, well, we won it in the nineties with a trio with our quarterback and running back and a wide receiver. So why can't we do it again? And it's like, dude, that's, you need to build this. This league is all about passing now. So yeah. Do you need a quarterback? Yeah. You need an offensive line. You need pass defenders. When Zeke was coming out of the end of, uh, coming into the NFL, everybody said, "Well, you, I mean, that's a good pick with that offensive line. How can you miss?" I mean, well, look at the offensive line now. Tyron Smith, who is in his tenth year, out for the year. He's not getting any younger. He's going to be done here soon in the next couple of years. They didn't have their right tackle to start the season. They don't have their right guard. They their center retired last year. So you're literally down to backups on the offensive line. Your secondary is atrocious. You've drafted a cornerback last year in Trayvon Diggs, who's looking like he could be a centerpiece in that back end. But you don't ever like I've seen it. He never drafts safeties, never helps out that back end. When they took Zeke, I was screaming from the mountaintop for them to take Jalen Ramsey. And the type of player that Jalen Ramsey is, you don't think that he would have got the attention and the press and everything being on the Dallas Cowboys. He would have. You would have had a star. You would have had a star then. Exactly. And to me, he's just so fixated on this. Well, we got to do it with offense. We we got these star players on the offensive end. You know who else was like that? Al Davis. (laughs) Just as Al. Speed. Draft speed. 
Darius Hayward Bay. Like, go out there and get these. Okay, cool. What did that get you? It got it got him nowhere. And so, yes, I think while I think he's a, a good owner in the sense that he's the most influential owner, and, and that includes teams that have won the Super Bowl, he's still the most influential owner in all of football at this point. Man, just go be the owner. Hire the people to do the work, and then get your ass out the way, man, and let somebody win. Because I, I'll be real. I know this year is going to be hard as a Patriots fan to watch them go through this, but I know this this won't be the case forever. You know what I mean? Like, I know because the owner, the coach, the GM are smart enough to know, which was the coach and the GM, are smart enough to know that let me do my job, you do your job, and just pay the money. How about that? And also, Jerry just, I mean, look at him, man. He just loves the attention. He, What other owner goes, goes on a damn radio, radio shows. shows all the time and is talking about the team and what what we need to do? And it's just like, dude. There was the viral clip this week where he was like, well, if you shut up, I'll answer the question. <laughs> like, he just gets all, like, uppity on there which is funny but you know <laughs> it's not really great for an owner like again dude it's just like you are like you don't have to do any of this you don't have to be the general manager you are fine where you're at you're making like let somebody else handle this stuff preferably not his son but he that's where it. things are he, going to and i don't know we have to break but he needs somebody that's going to be a yes man that's why you hire mike mccarthy that's why you hire jason garrett that's why it didn't work with Wade phillips uh, yeah that and i think was it was what the who was the um, Parcells? So I didn't work with Parcells. Parcells is like, no, I want to do this. This is not how you run a team. You will let me do what I have to do as a coach, and then you back up and do your own thing. It just doesn't work when Jerry Jones has uh, opposition. And until he just backs away and lets somebody else do that, unfortunately, like, hey, man, Vince McMahon, you got a great product. You're the only, you know, one of the best in the game. But it, it kind of sucks right now. And also, just last thing. Players change, quarterbacks, positions, everything. You know, you get new guys every few years, every year, new roster, new players. What hasn't changed over the last 20, 25 years with the Cowboys since they were last great in the 90s? Jerry Jones. There you go. There it is. Yeah, nice stadium. Uh, <laughs> Tua came on the field for the first time. Running play, first play for three yards. Second play, he got sacked and fumbled the ball. And the Rams then scored a touchdown two plays later. So welcome to the NFL, kid. Anyway, coming up next, let's talk about the NFC West, which is an absolute meat grinder. 7-7 Ravens, Steelers, by the way. That's next here on The Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten eighteen here on your Sunday morning football Sunday here with you. If you missed any of the show and want to hear it back, Let's Rub Tires podcast can lead you there after the show on the radio.com app or wherever you find your podcasts. You know, I definitely said Dean Spanos was a former Cowboy coach, which is not true. Uh, I got him confused with Dave Campo. Dean Spanos is like the owner of, owner like- of the Chargers, right? <laughs> yeah. You said it and I was just kind of like... I'll let it go. <laughs> Dave Campo, Dean Spanos. You were, you were going. You were, in, you were in mid-rant form. So. But, yeah, after him is when they went to Bill Parcells. And I even remember when that happened, Rashad, arguing with my dad as a 10, 11-year-old, whenever the hell that happened, saying, Cowboys will win a Super Bowl within the next five years. And uh, so still waiting on that. <laughs> if 10, you could have, 15 years after the fact. If you could have any one of your Cowboy coaches back, which one would it be? I mean, it would be hard not to say Jimmy Johnson, obviously. Okay, Jimmy Johnson doesn't count. So you can't get Jimmy Johnson back. 
he's gone back to, let's say he went back to Miami. You would have to take Parcells, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly. You have to. The big tuna. I mean, who else would you take? Jason Garrett? Who, by I mean, the way, we were learning was a much better coach than we thought. Absolutely. Or Mike McCarthy's a much worse coach a than much we thought. Much better clapper and everything. He's a great clapper. Uh, better able at handling a locker room, that's for sure. You that's know, true, because the Giants' offense, of which he is running, is no good. Coaching decisions. I mean, he ended up not calling plays towards the end, so he literally just became a designated clapper on the sidelines, and then he just lost the team, and that was that. Do but, you think if he got a better job than the Giants, they, he'd be a better coordinator? You know what I mean? Like, if he... If he Let's say, let's say for whatever reason, Pittsburgh was in the, the, the running for a new offensive coordinator, you know, and Jason Garrett, would Pittsburgh be? I mean, jury's still out. We're only halfway through the first season of all this. I mean, as much, and I say this, as much as people want to say that Mike McCarthy isn't going to last longer, look, we're seven, eight games into his first season and he doesn't have a starting quarterback. Line's been depleted. And let's be honest, the defense has been atrocious, which, you know, that's not all on him either. So, oh, no. I'm no, not going to say that McCarthy is all the blame here, but again, you got to rein in your guys somehow because, again, he said it last week too. When Andy Dalton went down, no one rallied around and went after John Bostick and got in his face, and that to me is you're losing the locker room at yeah. that point. So, NFC West right now. First place, Seattle Seahawks 5-1. and one. Second place, Arizona Cardinals 5-2. and two. Third place, mm. LA Rams 5-2. and two. Fourth place, Niners 4-3. and three. Who's the best team in the NFC West to you right now? It's the Seattle Seahawks. I I mean, I Russell Wilson, um, like we've talked about it often on the show, he's the best player in football. I mean, the things that this kid can do, even when he didn't have a quote-unquote number one, when he had guys like Doug, Doug Baldwin, he was still able to go out there and just man, put up these amazing numbers. Now, man, he has a number one. And he has a, a legit number two in Tyler Lockett. And some days, Tyler Lockett can be your number one. And so, I'm looking at this this team, and the, the defense isn't great still, but they're getting they're getting better. They're able to make plays when they need to, you know, for the most part. So I still think Seattle is the the best team, but that damn Arizona man, like. <laughs> I didn't know they were going to be this good. I, had, I, I had, What did I say? I had no idea what they did would I tell be this you? good right now, man. I'm. What did if, I say before the year? If you're not a Kyler Murray fan yet, watch him. And then come back and tell whether you're a fan. At first I was like, oh, he's going to be like Russell Wilson. No, he's not like Russell Wilson. He is in, in, in some ways, but, man, his ability to take off and go and also to be able to – he can he hits people on a on a dime. Like, his, his arm is – great his he throws a beautiful ball too like if you haven't seen kyler murray play yet i swear man i know some cardinals games historically haven't been fun to watch but if you get a chance to see him out there play man hey this he's fun he is i love the Cardinals. he is the fastest most elusive quarterback i have ever seen even more so than mike vick mike vick was incredible kyler murray is more elusive and smarter with his running decisions than mike vick was it's like the second he takes off it's like well Nice He's either going to run out of bounds or slide because <laughs> yeah. no one's going to touch him. Um, hey, Marvin Jones with the touchdown. There we go. Maybe we should have suggested Marvin Jones. <laughs> I think we did to the one person at least. Um, the uh, I don't think it's the Seahawks personally. Okay. Because their defense is a train wreck. Yeah, it's, it's not great, but it's not great. It's getting better. No, it's not. That it's defense better. is a train wreck. It's getting better. They need Jamal Adams back stat. Um, and that's not going to help much. That defense gives up buco yards on offense. 
I don't know if it's the Cardinals either. I want to say it's the Cardinals because I was very high on them. But watching that Sunday night football game last week, neither team played well. <laughs> that was a team. That was a game of, hey, who wants to lose more, me or you? And they both tried to lose the game five times. And it was the holding call on the DK Metcalf touchdown that eventually lost the game for the Seahawks. And it was a hold, Seahawks fans. I heard some people be like, that wasn't a hold. Yes, it was. A hundred percent was his hands were underneath the shoulder pads. It was as clear as day a hold as humanly possible. Uh, easy call. Honestly, the Rams and the Niners look great too. The Rams defense is playing very well. They got a running game in LA again, which means Jared Goff has a, an arm again. And although I hate Jimmy Garoppolo, that Niners defense is nasty. The Niners defense is always going to be dope. It's nasty. So I don't know. I don't know which way to go. I think I want to lean Rams. Because their offense can go. Sean McVay is kind of – Sean McVay was figured out a little bit last year. It didn't help that Todd Gurley was still on the team and bad and hurt, and they didn't really have a running game. But he was kind of – they kind of learned his offense a bit. I think he's made some adjustments, a little Kyle Shanahan-y. And the offense looks great. And that defense is just playing well. I've watched that team play three or four times now, and I just – the defense just doesn't stop. It's always in the backfield. They've got a good secondary. Jalen Ramsey's there now. Um, Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in the NFL, and he's on the Rams. I, I think the Rams might be the best team in the division. I think they might be. I, mean, I want to say the Cardinals really badly, but I think it's the Rams. And, I, and like I said, it's it's hard to – really, you can honestly pick any one of these teams and be like, yep, they're the best. But it's really hard for me to, to uh, bet against, like you said, you talk about that Rams defense, man. This Seattle offense is kind of showing – it's it's gusto, you know. All of a sudden, like where it's it's always been so much about Seattle, especially when they were really really winning and and going to Super Bowls about their defense. What can the defense do? How good is the defense, man? This offense is is out there showing their ass, man. Because, man, Chris Carson uh, looks good. Russell Wilson obviously looks good. Tyler Lockett's leading the team uh, in receiving yards. You know, so it's like you've you've got guys out there that are really really uh, making strides. You know, for for this team. So I'm. I'm looking at the Seahawks team saying, you know, it, between David Moore and and it's Greg Olson up and down, you know what I'm saying, as far as uh, his use in, as tight end. Yeah, it's, he's been up and down as far as his uh, use at, at tight end, but Russell Wilson has DK Metcalf. Like, I don't need you to be uh, that kind of hulking tight end. I've got that in the receiver right there, so I'm going to go ahead and do that, man. Already – uh, Lockett's almost at 10 touchdowns. Metcalf has five already. That one touchdown, the- that one game from Lockett where he, what did he catch, like 15 balls? Patriots game? when he Was that the Patriots us? game? I think so. It was a couple weeks ago, and he had like 15 catches for like 170 yards or something. It was two, like, oh, my two God. Two deep touchdown passes are like, okay, this this could be a problem. You know, so I'm I'm looking at the Seahawks team and saying, I don't know if – I know that the defense is obviously from – the Rams are 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 great, and especially you add a Jalen Ramsey in between there. It's like, okay, that's that's shut down there. But I don't know if you have an answer for man the the speed of Lockett, the the size and speed of Metcalf. Well, you know who I did last different. week? The Cardinals. <sighs> Cardinals won the game. They did, and they forced Russell Wilson into not one, not two, but three really bad interceptions. And and still, it took a you know it took a field goal for them to win. So they, you know, what I'm saying like. So they did not, almost everything. They did almost everything they could last week to lose the game, and they only lost by three. Where in most cases, that's a two touchdown, you know, loss for a lot of teams, especially if you make some of the mistakes that the Seahawks made, and it was still a three point game. So yes, like they lost one, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a blowout. 
I think they much would have rather to blow out because that means it was a pretty a lot depressing of, yeah, loss. You did a, you did a lot of things wrong if you get blown out, but if you lose by three, that means man, ugh, one or two mistakes and we we're in this or we win this. If I don't do this, if I don't throw those three interceptions, then we win this game by a touchdown, whatever the case is. So, I mean, I think they did a lot of things wrong in that game, but I still think Seattle is the best team in the division. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, it's time for Hate It or Love It. Let's see what Joe has or is bringing to the table today. But first, Joe has Sports Center. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Thirty-two. That music means it is time for hate it or love it. Joe will award us points based on the questions that we are answering, and the winner gets to host the last segment. So, Joe, what do you have for us today? <laughs> so this first one uh, will be interesting because when I started writing this, I forgot that we started at nine, and the games were already going to be started by the time we did this. So, make your case, fellas. Hate it or love it. Tua will win his first start. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a rousing start after he got absolutely demolished by Aaron Donald. And was, that, uh, was it Donald who strip sacked him? Yes, it was. Uh, I bet on the Rams today, a couple of days ago. I didn't understand why the spread was so low. The Rams what were a three it? and a half point favorite. Wow. And yeah, they're flying across the country, and it's a 10 a.m. game. But you're telling me a rookie quarterback who's starting his first game against that Rams defense and Aaron Donald? Good effing luck. No, uh, two is not winning the game. Also, I got a, I got a, I got a feeling that the locker room was maybe not so happy that Ryan Fitzpatrick lost his job because they were playing pretty well, especially for the Dolphins. Three and three up until this point. And Fitzpatrick was playing well. He said it felt like his team, whenever he scored or anybody scored, you you could see how they reacted with Fitz. It was like really, really aggressive, like loving, like oh you're the guy, we love you, that you're the quarterback. And then you go, like, ah, okay, we're going to go with Tua. And I'm sure there was pressure from ownership. You know, the Dolphins owner wanted Tua from two years ago. And they they made a, a trade to get up to get him and got some or traded away some draft capital for him. So I think that I would, I would imagine there was pressure from higher ups there. But no, he's not winning his first start. It's not going to happen. He might, he might look okay. I think he might look okay. But wow, the wins... The winds are crazy out there. Sorry. I've seen two kicks in two different games just like spin sideways off the foot. Nasty sliders. Goskowski just missed another one, by yeah, the way. Yeah, uh, both in Ohio, so. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, hate. Uh, Tua's not winning this game. The Rams are going to win. Tua is the 22nd quarterback for the Miami Dolphins since Dan Marino retired. Um, just another in the long line, long line of guys who are supposed to come in and save the day for the Miami Dolphins. I don't think it's going to happen. You had a guy that was there initially, and it's funny you asked this question, Joe, because just as we started, I said, I hope Miami gets demolished in today's game, just as a big F you from uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. That should be your starter. Here's a guy that won the game last week, 24-0, and then was benched to make sure that, you know, they can get ready uh, for Tua coming in the game. Tua is an amazing talent. But there's a reason Tua wasn't the starter initially at Alabama. There's a reason Tua wasn't the starter initially in Miami. Man, right now he's 
he wasn't good enough to be seen as such. The owner, like Lynch said, man, absolutely loves to have wanted him uh, two years ago when Miami sucked in. Steven and, Jones, I believe his name is. Yeah, there you go. The owner. So now, now that he's he's in a position, first one of your first drives, you get strip sacked by the best defensive player in the league, and Aaron Donald. To say you're in a little over your a little in over your head. I don't want to go that far, but today against this team that Lynch says is the best team in the NFC West, no, I don't think you're going to win that. And uh, Tua just threw a pick on third and five. No, incomplete. Never mind. It looked like a pick. It was it was taken out of the hands of Mike Kosicki, or Matt Kosicki, however you say his name. Kosicki. Whatever his first name is. Kosicki, my guy plays with the Dolphins on, uh, on Madden. Ah, okay. Cool. All right. It's cold on Madden. Going from uh, one starting quarterback uh, or a starting rookie starting his first game in the NFL today to another who is definitely going to light things up today. <laughs> My boy Ben DiNucci getting the start for the Cowboys. <laughs> DiNucci! Uh, Sunday night football. Catch the fever. DiGucci getting the start for the Cowboys. Oh, God, stop it. Uh, hate it or love it, Ben DiNucci going to pass for 200-plus yards today. Uh, Look at those weapons he has. Oh he has boy. never had those type of weapons I, in gonna, his life. I, I said this in the fantasy segment. I don't know why. There's no real logic behind this. This is purely a gut feel. I kind of feel like the Dallas offense might do okay today. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense to me why I think that way. And he only threw the ball, like, what, three times last week? Danucci did. I just, you're I right. I turned it off way before then, so, I mean. Look I at the weapons that he has. If he can't complete a bunch of underneath seven, eight, nine, ten 10-yard passes to these guys, what is going on? He's still an NFL quarterback, even though he's a backup, even or I guess a third string, technically. He's still going to be good enough. So, yeah, I mean, 200 yards, you know what? Sure, Joe. Love. He's going to throw for 200 yards, and the Cowboys are still going to lose, but he's going to show a little bit of a flash. And then Andy Dalton will come back next week, and he'll be fine. Or two weeks, whenever Ro the bye week Romo is. Romo 2.0? No. Uh, Not Romo 2.0. I love that he'll throw for 200 yards. Like, Oh, what well, did you jump it on the no, Danucci bandwagon? No, listen, somehow I've, I've seen this before, and especially with the Dallas Cowboys. I remember, I think it was, was it... Was it Testaver? Who would you have? Was it Testaver that got hurt? I mean, hurt? He, he was there at one point, but no, it was Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. See, well, this happened for Patriots as well. Drew Bledsoe gets hurt. Insert Tony Romo, right? Yep. Is that how that went? Yes, and sir. And then Romo uh, goes on the tear of that first, and it was like, oh, holy hell, this Romo guy is good. Fast forward, Tony Romo gets hurt. I guess we got to put in the rookie, man. We got to put in the Dak Prescott guy, and we got to see what he can do. Romo never got his job back, and in fact, ended up retiring after that. Now we see a guy that they didn't, they weren't really sure about giving uh, an extension to in the first place get hurt. There's a chance that this, we already know what you're going to get from Andy Dalton. There's a chance that Ben DiNucci, because nobody knows anything about him, can go out there and light the world on fire because He's you're not throw sure for what to expect. He's going to for 90 yards and four picks now. So, uh, <laughs> now that we both said this. Against this Eagles team today, yeah, I, I think he can absolutely get 200 yards through the air, considering that Amari Cooper is still playing. CeeDee Lamb is still playing. Uh, so you do have some offense out there. To my knowledge, I think Ezekiel Elliott is still on the field for him. Is that? Is that yeah, he's not, yep, yes. not There you now. go. So, I mean, you've got enough uh, firepower around you to at least get 200 yards, which shouldn't be too hard. You know, he had, 30, he had 39 yards in his first game last week. 
on two att- on, on three attempts, two completions. That means 13 yards. So it looks like he can throw the ball at least a little bit down the field. So you're looking at getting, you know, maybe 10 yards, you know, maybe close to 10 yards, seven to 10 yards every time if you can do that. Man, I think 200 yards is is good. And if he's good for a couple weeks, there's a good chance that they don't have Dak Prescott back. Damn. We've seen it before. That's the only reason. We've seen it before with the and one thing we know about Jerry Jones is he's gonna ride the hot hand. Uh, I don't I don't buy it. After uh, I don't buy that. After last week's not game about, uh, against Washington, I have not been waiting all day for Sunday night. <laughs> in fact, uh boy. String it out, please. Talk Cancel about game, a Sunday something. night snoozer in this one. I mean I'm gonna watch it, but still. I got it. Okay. Uh, moving Someone on. Someone needs to win the NFC East. Uh, the Jets, as we know, are atrocious. They are uh, gearing for that number one pick. Likely going to have a new coach. I mean, we'll see if Sam Darnold's even there next year. And uh, everyone has been wondering a oh, terrible pick by Jared Goff. My God. Um, we'll see uh, where they will go uh, in the draft. But everyone thinks quarterback and everyone wonders, is Trevor Lawrence going to skip uh, going to the NFL because the New York Jets are so bad they might have that first pick and why would you want to go there but some reports this morning that a lot of owners and GMs and everything think that'd be ridiculous for him to go back and don't expect it to happen so hate it or love it your 2021 starting quarterback for the New York Jets will be Trevor Lawrence go for it Rashad oh, I, I answered I hate, the first two first by accident I so. hate it I think he's coming back I think he's going to go back for uh, for another for another season remember how we were so shocked that herbert decided to come back for his senior year when he clearly probably would have been the first quarterback taken maybe the second quarterback taken but definitely within the top 10 or top seven of people taken now, at this point we know trevor lawrence is going to go number one there's nothing that's going to stop trevor lawrence going number one even if he gets hurt he can shred his knee this this next coming year and he will absolutely still be the number one overall pick for whichever team is at the top of the board that needs a quarterback. And I'm pretty sure if you're that bad, you're going to need a quarterback, number one. So, yes, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to stay one more year in Clemson, especially considering all this COVID nonsense. We don't know when this is going to go away. We don't know what that's going to look like. He's this should be He should be the big man on campus. The truth is he's, he's really not still. So, yeah, I think he's going to give it one more season, come back around and try to win another national championship. Uh, I'm going to say, hey, I think he's going to leave. And the, the reason I think that is, one, part of what you said, the injury risk, take your money now. He was always planning on leaving after this year. He even said that in the quote, I was planning on leaving this year. Things can change, but that was always the plan. Here's the other problem. Who's going to be the number one pick next year? Probably the New York Jets because they suck. They have no good players on that team. So... You're risking going back to the same team. If you're if you're going back to Clemson to avoid one team, you're risking going back to that team in, in a year and hurting yourself. I think Lawrence would be a fool to go back. Uh, go to the NFL, get your money, be the number one overall pick. Either the Jets will take you or they'll trade a million picks for you, but the Jets will take you because they're that bad. And, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my hot take on that. Oh, God. Tua is in the red zone after the pick, and that was a thing that just happened. Incomplete pass. Yeah, yeah, shovel pass. That did not work out well. All right. Fitzpatrick will be in the end zone already. (laughs) Twice. Twice. All right. Going to our last one. The NFC is, uh, I mean, who who could you say is the best? The Seahawks, they were undefeated last week, and then they blew that lead late against the Cardinals, lost in overtime. The Packers, they got exposed by the Buccaneers. The NFC East, the most competitive division in the NFC. 
No, nothing. All right. No, I mean um, it is competitive. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you there. Well, and like I said, the Buccaneers, they were dismantled by, or the Packers were dismantled by the Buccaneers, and they've looked really good the last couple weeks. So, hate it or love it, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the best team in the NFC. Mm. I love, I love it. Um, They look the part right now. The Bucs' defense is the reason I love this. It is unstoppable. It is so good. And now that Tom Brady's into the system and he's been playing for a couple of weeks and he's got, it's still not fully healthy slate of receivers, but his receivers are now Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, and Scotty Miller. Hey, two or three, a touchdown. How about that? Um, He's got weapons and I think it's on defense and Gronk looks like Gronk again. It took him a couple weeks as well. The offense is good. You've got two good running backs, not great running backs, but two good running backs in Fournette and in Jones. You've got a bunch of number one wide receivers. You've got the greatest quarterback of all time. You've got one of the best tight ends of all time, if not the greatest tight end of all time. And your defense is just on one right now. They're the best team in the NFC. Seattle's got weaknesses all over the place. Tampa's got some, but small and inconsequential at this point. They're 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 fire, firing at all cylinders right now. I really believe in the Bucks. Uh, I believe in the Bucks too. They're they are a great team. I, I love that they're probably the best team in the NFC. But a team that nobody's talking about and they should talk more about is the Green Bay Packers, man. Like that that <laughs> that damn Aaron Rodgers does it again, man. He just the model of consistency and he just keeps winning and that's just what he does, man. And not only that, man, Aaron Rodgers is winning by big numbers. Like he's not just hanging twenty one and twenty four on people. He's putting forty up like almost every single week. But I think you're right, Lynch, man. Everything about the Buccaneers just seems right. They went all in on winning a championship this year. And you throw in uh, the return of Gronkowski, and then you throw in how well that Bucks defense is playing. And then, oh, yeah, look at all those different toys Tom Brady has to work with all of a sudden. Um, I think it goes Tampa 1, Seattle 2, the Green Bay Packers 3. That's the hierarchy of the NFC. By the way, talk about cruel timing. Um, oh, my God. Ooh. Wow. I'm playing that guy. Fantasy is pain. Torn ACL. Um, so Ronnie Stanley, the offensive lineman for the Ravens, just signed a big long-term contract. He just got what looked pretty seriously hurt on the field. Yeah, like he, literally this week he signed the contract. He looks in a lot of pain. A lot of pain. All right. The uh, winner is... Yes, winner. Michael Lynch. Hey. It's because I supported the Cowboys feverishly. I know it. All right, I want to talk a little Cam Newton before we, we wrap this sucker up. Uh, we got a little bit of time in the next segment. I want to I want to see if Rashad thinks last week was a fluke or if maybe this is Cam with the injuries again, you know? So we'll get to that next. This is Football Sunday on The Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. One final segment here on Football Sunday. It's good to hear that music. Is that two wins in a row for me? Is that a little winning streak? I think so. It's been a while for me. It's been it's been a lot of Rashad winning streaks peppered in with like one win for me. That's two wins in a row. That feels good. I like it though, man. You I, like it? I, well, yeah, winning? Yes. It's fun. You like that I'm winning. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, um, yeah. I'm no hater. Hashtag winning. I'm no hater. <laughs> you win all the time, then how, how am I going to win? You know? Well, you said you're happy that I win, so why would you win? I'm happy when I win, too. Yeah, see? <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I wanted to uh, take a moment just to, uh, you know, take a little shot, I guess, at you. I don't know. Go ahead. 
I'm ready the, for it. It's the Patriots, you know. People have been waiting for so long to take these shots. Well, Go ahead. Bring them in. Bring your them team in. is terrible. Yeah. Tom Brady was the reason. Bill Belichick was not. <laughs> no, I, uh, I actually, weirdly enough, am rooting for Cam Newton. I never liked Cam that much. Like, not, like, disliked for any particular reason. I just didn't really care. Right. Uh, I'm kind of rooting for Cam, and to see that performance last week was an absolute atrocity. Disappointing. I mean, the 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 color analyst for, I don't know if I still have the clip on here. Um, yes. Joe, is my uh, hotkeys potted up? So this is during the game last week. This is the color analyst for the radio team. Scott Zolak, I think is his name. You probably know him. He's a, mm-hmm. I think he's a former Patriot. Um, just uh, listen. It's a compilation. In the pocket, looks down the middle, nobody open. Now he throws it on the go. Pass is picked off by Warner on the far side of the field. Tackled at the 40 yard line by Myers. Absolutely putrid. I don't know where he's throwing it. He panicked in the pocket, slides up, and then, like, it's like someone scared, like a ghost from around the corner. The ball came out. I'm going to say it. This is a big drive right here for Cam Newton. Based on how he has played the last two and a half games he has played in, your team could potentially be staring at two and four. It's a big drive for him, or I might go to Stidham. From the 38, shotgun snapped to Newton. Four-man rush, throw out to the left, incomplete. I'm ready. It in the direction of Demir Brown on the far side. Get Stidham ready. Get him throwing. We got to do something, Bill. He ain't got it. He ain't got it today. He's, he's not seeing it right. He's throwing balls in the ground. He's got time to throw. You got to make the switch. White to the left of Newton. Works in the gun. Takes the shotgun snap. Pocket holding. Launches a deep ball down the middle for Myers, and it's going to be picked off. Running under it it is Emmanuel Mosley back to the five-yard line. Turns to the 10. Accelerates past the 25-30 along the near side. 40, 45-50, and eventually tackled from behind by Keene. Hey, Cam, you throw a pick, you're going to cover it, or you're going to stand in the middle of the field and watch it? 12-minute halftime, right? You need more than 12 minutes to take this team to the woodshed at halftime. You and I have called a lot of games. I don't remember this bad a half of football. In our time together. Cam drops back, looks down the middle, he throws it off Edelman's hand. Kareem's in the air, picked off, running it back across the 30-yard line. Jamar Taylor with the interception. Edelman was wide open two seconds prior. He was wide open, and he waited, and I don't know what he's looking at. In San Francisco. So that was literally just through the entire game until they benched him. Zolak's just freaking out about Cam Newton. I mean, look, Cam Newton in that game looked horrific. It was really, really, really. I he stopped was watching. short-arming receivers. He was missing wide-open guys. He was, I mean, I, I don't know. This game, we were watching a little bit of it up here. It's on red zone, so flipping back and forth through the games. He, he completed some passes, but he he doesn't look smooth anymore. Man. The first few weeks of the season, it was like, oh, Cam is back, right? And... Then this is happening again. So you think? Do you think it's injury based? Do you think it's just he's think, now just inconsistent? Like what's going on? I don't know if he owed some money to some bookies or something like that. And they said that you better throw this game like Paul Crew from uh, what's the what's the movie with uh, well Longest Yard? Yeah, oh, and okay. like where I was Bert, like Burt Reynolds or going? Adam Sandler, either one where they had to throw the game. That's what it looked like, man. He was. He was missing wide open guys, and yep. it was like, man, what are you like short arming them? It almost felt like you're are you are you trying to like throw the game or something? Like it was really, really weird. So I, I totally understand his frustration. Uh, I think you have to be better as a commentator, you know, as especially somebody doing color. Like, but for the most part, man, I, well, it's the team was, network, so he, it's kind of like right some point. bias there. Yeah. And he, but he was, but he was on point and, and saying that you, know, you got to get him out of there, man. Cam was nine for fifteen. 
three touchdowns for 98 yards. He was nine for 15. Really? Yeah. That's crazy because it felt like he was incomplete on every pass. Yeah, nine for 15. So he threw the ball 60%, but three interceptions, no touchdowns, 98 yards. It's a terrible game. He had a he had a QBR of 3.5. <laughs> that's not a number not 35 3.5 was his qbr i stopped watching the game i'm over this we don't have to watch this anymore my son was like do you dad you don't want to watch the game nope go ahead and play the game bro go ahead and plug in your xbox i don't want i'm i'm totally I'm over done. this yeah i'm totally you take over the tv this game. for me that was well, that's how my bad it was that no that by by far and away that was as a patriots fan and you know i've been, I've been really really watching and paying attention to football for about 15, you know, 15, 20 years, you know, somewhere around there. But as a Patriots fan, I've, I've never seen a game like that. That was by far and away the, and we've lost to the dolphins in the first game of the season and the last game of the season. And this was the worst Patriots game I've ever seen ever. All right. That's got to do it for us. Thank you guys for listening. If you missed any of it, last Schwab tires podcast, on radio.com app, tennyofthefan.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere you find podcasts for the most part. That's where you can find it. The pregame for Seahawks Niners, big game, coming up right after us here, 11 o'clock. I got the Seahawks. Kick's going to be 120-ish, and uh, I'll take the Niners in, in the game. I just think the Seahawks defense really needs to figure it out, and that's going to be the issue, but we'll see. We'll see. That's over here on the fan and we got a couple of games over on 910. Right now, actually, it's Steelers Ravens, if you want to go listen to that, uh, as well as over on 910 ESPN Portland. We are off next week because the Seahawks have a morning game, but we'll be back the weekend after that. So enjoy your couple of weeks here, guys. Good luck in fantasy. Good luck to your teams. And uh, have a very good rest of your couple of weeks. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.